SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. on SAFM. We are back, we are live, and Song Azamapetre is now going to be secondary in this conversation because Miss Tessa Dooms now takes over. It's the Tuesday takeover. Do give us your calls, please. It's 2035 now. The conversation between Tessa, Londi Wemdambo, and Lindy Wekolosa, who respectively are of the Friedrich Ebert Stiftung, that's a foundation, and Disky 99, but don't worry too much about those organizations. They are so much more than that. That's a conversation until the top of the hour. Tessa, it's all yours. Yeah, so I'm really good to be having this conversation um, with Lindiwe and Longiwe. And today we really want to be talking about um, a different perspective on Youth Day and Youth Month. So often we're looking back and looking at the past, looking at 1976, or we're looking at what the current challenges are. But there's a question that we always ask in the youth development space. That is, if youth is a transition from child to adulthood, what is the success? How do you know that somebody has successfully transitioned and become an adult and gotten through their youth well? And so today, ladies, um, I hope you're on the line and um, that you have joined us. Lundi and Lundi, are you with me? Uh, yes, yes, we are with you. So I'm going to start with a little bit of a silly question, just so we can locate you guys um, in time. Um, so uh, we just had a song, Vava Shea, Where Were You in 2010? So what were you guys doing in 2010? <laughs> How old were you at that time? Cindy, uh, <laughs> where were you in 2010? How old were you at the time, and what were you doing at that point in your life? Oh, guys, you want to take me back there? At yes. 2010, I was, so I was 19 years old, straight out of uh, high school, uh, and I was that kid uh, trying to find my way. I remember I even um, registered in school very late that year. So I was trying to find myself and everything. And kind of looking at the world, because I remember it was the year of um, World Cup, right? So everyone was just here and we were just experiencing like like people coming to our country, which was the first of us. Like we've never seen that happening. So it, it was amazing, I remember. That's what what yeah. I was doing that year. I was great. Um, over. Go over Lon- Londi, where were you? <laughs> um, sure, 2010. Um, definitely watching the World Cup as well. But I was young. I was 16. Um, yeah, so I was on, on I was on winter break and enjoying being with my family and enjoying seeing South Africa on a world stage. Um, so that's what I was doing in 2010. Absolutely. And it's always great to, to see that kind of perspective for a lot of the people listening and for myself. Um, I When I hear that you were 16 and 19 at the time, I'm just like, whoa, I'm old. <laughs> um, but, but that's a good thing for us so that we can see, you know, even people who we consider to be quite young um, have been doing quite a lot and both of you are quite accomplished. So when I ask the question around what does the picture of success look like um, for you and what is youth development, what do you think the goal should be? Um, or maybe, Londi, we can start with you just in terms of for you – what do you? What are you trying to get through your youth experience? What does this journey mean for you? And what are you hoping to gain? And what do you need to learn in order for you to feel like I am now an adult that's contributing to the society? 
Um, I think for me, that question really depends on on which on which society we exist in when we ask that question. Um, I think um, in the current society that we exist in and in the current context that we find ourselves in, um, for me personally, it's all like career development um, is always like at the forefront of, of the way that I am I'm navigating the world of development or transition. But I also think that um, because I, I have responsibilities beyond myself, um, as a black woman, it means that I always have to think about development and security um, as, a, as an intertwined kind of uh, concept. But in general, I think it's important when you think about youth development and um, youth development spaces, to think about them as spaces to capacitate young people to be able to participate in the world, right? And so we must tell the truth about what the world is and what the world looks like. Um, I don't find it useful to lie or to create grand narratives around merit. So if you work really, really hard, you're going to be really successful. I don't find those kinds of grand narratives useful um, in terms of locating people in the young people in the reality that they're going to face um, as they transition from sort of high school into adulthood. Um, and so I, I, I think we have to tell the truth about the context that we live in and the challenges that we face, but also then tell the truth about how best young people can um, build themselves and develop and develop as a collective and develop as a community as well. And so um, I think it's good to bring in the element of um, developing as a bandu rather than um, a to myself. Yeah. And that's true because we aren't just in a vacuum. You know, we, you are developing as a young person, but there are other people in your lives as well. Um, that you have to develop your community, your family, and all of those kinds of things. Um, Lindira, maybe you can jump in here. For you, what have been some of the things that have helped you in your youth development, um, in your time as a young person to develop? And what are some of the things that have made it difficult for you to attain the goals that you have as a young person? Um, I think for me, it it kind of took me a while because if you, you, you all look at it, looking at people who have done it, who have made it in life, they kind of tell us to start now. I think that phrase for me, I kind of took it in a different way. How I took it, I realized that I'm a person with problems. And person with problems, I don't necessarily just have to wake up tomorrow and just start now. It's something that we're going to have to be realistic about as human beings, as people, ourselves, as the youth, of course. We go through so many problems in our community, in our homes. We have so much mental health issues that we're going to have to deal with first. So with me, it was that. Uh, actually realizing that there are mental health issues I need to deal with and accepting those issues. And be, being able to accept them, I didn't dwell in them much. I was able to move on from that and be able to conquer that so that I can say, okay, now I'm at a stage where I can be able to even tell the next person how I did it and how I'm able to start now. Right. And looking at my community and how the community can change. Um, I, I'm a, I'm, I come from a world of creators, right? So yeah. 
and what I believe in is not just a person um, doing well in other things or whatsoever. I believe in, 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 in grooming a person of, of what they have, what they were born with, so that they can right. be greater people of tomorrow. Because if we neglect that too much, we kind of giving them so much problems. We kind of giving them a container for them to lock themselves in it. That's how I see things. So in me trying to change the community, that's how I deal with it. I do not only focus on one-sided of things and maybe going to school, finding a job and whatever. Whereas I, 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 I neglect the other side of you, the who yourself supposed to be in this world. That's, I, I, that's why. I am like this, and that, that, that's what I'm always pushing in my community and always fighting for, for a better tomorrow. That's how I fight it, actually. Right. Um, so that's that idea about you have to learn the lessons and then teach them to others, but also that when, you, when we're building up young people, and I think that's something we often miss out on, is that when you're building young people, it's not just about getting through, through the stages quickly get you through education, you're going to get into a job, you're going to get into this. But we actually have to develop them as an individual. We need to know who they are. They need to know who they are um, at the end of it, as opposed to just the sausage factory um, approach. And I think education has played a very big part of that just institutionalized nature of youth development. Um, Laurie, I know you've done a lot of work and activism in the education space. What do you think our education system is missing in its ability not just to educate, but to develop good South Africans at the end of that system. So I think what both you and Lindy are talking about, um, this, this, this idea of um, uh, grand success and this idea of start now, um, and I'm going to link it to, to education as I speak through it. Um, so I think, one, you... As you, as you, when you now are getting your first job or fresh out of varsity, or maybe even for some of us still in varsity, one of the hardest things to accept um, for myself has been the fact that I can't start now, right? I, my start now does not look the same as the next person's start now, particularly because I come from Elokshini, um, I come from a small town, I come from a particular class background. Um, and so edu- the education system is meant then to prepare me to go into this um, merit-based world. But it doesn't. Or it prepares me to, I don't know, I don't think that it does enough to prepare me to, to be all that I think that I can be. I think that it prepares yeah. me to fall into particular categories when I then start work. And so I will always be a um, manager at a local office, or I'll always be, um, you know, a research assistant or a researcher, that specifically with my, with my field, right? Um, so I'll always fall into those categories, but I'm not educated to create um, to create spaces of employment for myself and for my community, to create um, spaces uh, that that I, that allow me to participate in the democracy, in the economy, in in different ways. Let me uh, jump so in. The there. education system doesn't doesn't do that for me. Let me yeah. jump in there yeah. because that is a critical point and I actually would also want your response to that, please, Ms. Tessa Dooms, because that point is as 
knee-jerking or back-straightening a point as you can get. The inability to participate in the democracy. Because young people account for, on average, about 60% of this country's population, young being 35 and under. Now, when you've got a majority of those persons, probably I would dare put my neck out and say, feel the same way, that they cannot participate in this democracy. Half of those who could be in employment are not in employment. Now, the question has got to be, Tessa, this is yours, and perhaps um, Lindy, when Londi could respond after you on that. Where to next? Because you speak of an Arab Spring that is in the process. It's almost like a snowball. It's getting bigger the further down the hill it gets. And the further down the line things are, the more damage they are more likely to experience. And in that case, it's a South African experience altogether that we may not necessarily look forward to, but can anticipate it will be pretty terrible for this country to experience when young people do not have franchise in a system of life governance politically socially economically they do not find themselves expressed only in a number and perhaps matter every what cycle of five years with an election be it a local or national this has got to end speak from your experience on that or however you wish to respond and i'll give londiwe and lindu an opportunity to take that point on as well sure i mean i think that the important point there is um, do young people know that they can participate? And do they understand the system that's been created? And I think Londia is spot on that you have an education system, you have these systems that are, that are socializing and teaching young people to be just compliant participants in whatever form of society they get thrown into. We're not kind of created and we're not being given the space to say, hey, I can change the society. I can rethink the society. I can lead the society. Mm. In um, some of the work that we did with Youth Lab, um, one of the things we would do with young people is we would tell them to draw a map of their community and to plot on it all of the economic activities in their community. And these were young people who were not in employment, education, or training at the time. Yes. And they would then plot out these things and say, oh my God, there's so much around my community. There's so many things that we could already start doing right now. And it just took a moment of developing what we call agency. Agency, that idea that I can act on my own terms in this system. And I think if you start telling young people that this system is not one that is just, you know, you have to just go in and be compliant, but it's one you can own and you can transform, that's when you start to change it politically, in terms of economics, and also in terms of our social systems like gender and class, mm. young people must feel like they can change those things. I don't want to take over your interview. I just want a response from Lindy, or perhaps, and then you can take over from there, Tessa. Lindy, were your response sure. to that? Well, um, in taking a look at the, like at, at what Tessa just said, um, I remember I was once invited to, to, to a roundtable where we spoke about our youth being big, uh, or being part of the, the voting system and everything like that. And it's one thing I've always been preaching to the world or, or to people that I, I come across. I'm like, we're so disengaged. I don't want to lie. You are so disengaged or disconnected with the government or with our leaders, or so to, to, to put it. Because um, it, how... The education system, I've been, I've been made an example of the education system, uh, my schooling years and everything like that, of how I was not nurtured 
to be what I want to be or to 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 grow in certain things I wanted to grow and to grow in my skill and everything like that. And in, in realizing that, I kind of felt neglected. And imagine a lot of people going through what I went through in life. A, a lot of people yeah. feeling like that. And now, well, what you come to think of, okay, so this is what I've got at my schooling level. So what then am I going to get in the next level? So what then is a promise for me? So if I'm not made to realize or to be nurtured or, or my still to be nurtured now, is it going to be done that at a, at a later stage in life? And that's why you find so many uh, of you having that fear of knocking in doors of uh, our government system because it feels like you're not going to be understood much. You really find a yep. person who's going to sit down with you and, and kind of understand where you're coming from and what you're supposed to be doing. Because remember... We come from different households, right? And one thing that we do not want to do is actually be in an environment where you're going to be feeling like you don't belong, so to to, to put it. And in doing that, it kind of crashes you after that. And remember, there's so much mental health issues that we're going to have to look at. And now, in you trying to, to go out there and realizing that on your own, sometimes it's so difficult to do. For other people, honestly, not everyone is that lucky. As I've put it, that we need we need systems in place that are going to nurture people's skills and so that they can be able to be creative and give birth to that or, or, or be nurtured in that skill and realize what their true purpose in life is. One thing that I'm always fighting for, as I've said realizing the true self so that you can be able to conquer the world. Because and you have two different things. You either intellectually smart or you street smart. And being street smart means that you know your ways of doing things. You know how corner tati corner and jigale and mix things together and do whatever. Whereas in school system, kinda where you're not really taught that and you kinda reliant on uh, on things that are given rather than the things that you're going to have to learn uh, and face-to-face you're going to have to learn and everything like that. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think you're making a really, really important point about not doing this on your own and young people not feeling, you know, feeling like they're doing it as part of a collective. Um, and Londire, I mean, I think you and I both, um, having worked in democracy spaces, know that young people are not apathetic, even when it comes to mobilizing and organizing and politics. Mm-hmm. Yet it seems that the only legitimate spaces for young people to express their politics is still the political parties and um, what I call um, the children's tables, the youth leagues of political parties, where you seem like you have been given some sort of power in a corner, but you're not actually able to express it. What what do you think of um, young people's ability to mobilize right now? Do they have the ability to mobilize? Do they have the ability to, you know, take up these opportunities like independent candidates and go and contest to take up space in politics? So, I mean, I agree with you, Uwuti. Young people are not just apathetic and they just aren't participating. I think that's an incorrect analysis um, if, if one would make that analysis. But I also do think... Um, I think that pe- young people are doing much more than the, what you are identifying um, through partisan politics, right? 
So I, I think that a lot of mobilization for young people over the last few years has been happening outside of partisan spaces. And I mean, we know fees must fall, we know roads must fall. Um, I mean, the entire whole movement in South Africa was something that where young people were mobilizing outside of the spaces of political parties, but still speaking directly to government, speaking directly to institutions, um, and still being able to speak to the social problems and the social ills that, uh, that those particular movements are speaking to. And so I think it's important to... Um, recognize those spaces as spaces where there's political work happening and to not um because i know uh, the um, inclination is to talk about those spaces as unruly politics or unruly spaces um because of the way that we think about politics and, and, and institutions but if we take seriously the political work that's happening in those spaces then we'll be able to take seriously the conversations that are happening for young people on two levels on a on a level directed at the system and the institution but secondly on a social level to say as a society what is it that we need to do in order to create the thing that we want to create what is it that we need to change in order to create the society that we want to create um, and i think that young people have a very clear understanding of the agency that they have and the kinds of spaces that they can occupy and the political conversations that they can have i think that we need to start taking those spaces seriously as political work two minutes left tessa that, that's a really good place for us to end it i'm going to ask both of you to answer one one more question for me quickly um, what kind of society do you want? If you could sum it up in three words, what are the three most important things that you want to create in the society of your dreams, in the South Africa of your dreams? So, Blindire and Rondire. What are the three things you want? Um, Blindire? I want a creative society. A creative society? A powerful no. one. A powerful one? And a united one, because without that, I see no point of going forth. Because we need unity and creativeness to be able to conquer the world. And we need to to, to be stronger soldiers of tomorrow. That's what I believe. That's important. Londira, your three things that you want from the society, the essay of your dreams. Um, I want an equal society. I want Mm -hmm. a safe society. I just, I want to be safe. Um, and I want yeah. to be able to do the things in Kanukzenza without limitation based on my gender or my race and my class and that kind of thing. That's all I want. A just society. Thank you. Um, thank you to both of you. I think that we need to start thinking about what kind of society we want and then what kind of young people we want, but importantly, take into account all of the things that you've said about building agency, about mental health, about bringing young people together to get us to that society with young people who are contributing. So thank you so much for participating in this conversation. Okay. Thank you for inviting us, Tessa. Beautiful. Great. Thank you so much, Tessa. Yeah. Londiwe wants an equal society, a safe society an enabled society where there are no limitations placed by virtue of one's age, gender, or even color, might one say. United society, creative society, and as a result thereof becomes a powerful society. Those are the aspirations for the South African Society on Youth Day for Lindy Wekolosa. Tessa, thank you so much. What are your thoughts on that interview? 
Yeah, I think that that's the reason why we need to listen to young people more. Um, I mean, you know, so often we think of young people as not having solutions, of not having aspirations, of not having an end goal in mind. And um, I want to see more young people speaking up and saying, this is the society I'm trying to create. You know, and these are the things that, that I am passionate about, and these are the things that I take issue with. And um, those those spaces that Londiria was talking about, where we say young people are just being rabble-rousers in the corner, I mean, I think those are the shake-it-up spaces. Those are going to be the most exciting spaces in our society. So I'm grateful that they were able to share that, and I, I hope people can see and hear what young people can offer. Most certainly. Thank you very much, Tessa. That was a thoroughly great interview. It's a pity we didn't have participation from the audience, and I would do strongly urge all of you at home, old and young alike, participate in this. This is your show. This is the one time where I can actually just be led by the thoughts and views of South Africans, led by one of your own, a member of the public, in this case, Ms. Tessa Dooms on here, SFM Viewpoints, Tuesday Takeover. After the news break, we're focusing on a platform for protecting whistleblowers and holding those in public office accountable, not through the institutions that have been set up, but by through you, the members of the public who participate in these spaces where corruption takes place, who see it but don't feel sufficiently able to voice it out because you become, if you like, a sitting duck for those whose ill ends obviously encourage them to permanently silence you. After the news, that's a conversation. For now, it's news. Good evening. Greg Close.